Hello and welcome to the Womanifester podcast. I'm your host, Katie J. I'm a women's empowerment coach and a mentor to badass, game-changing women. I'm here to share insights, practices, and resources that help me and my clients manifest with ease. It's my hope that you'll apply what you learn in this podcast to your life. When you embody these practices and mindset shifts on a daily basis, you will notice profound shifts in your life. My clients and listeners tell me that after working with me, they have a deeper trust in themselves, a better relationship with their own inner wisdom, and they are more alive and awakened to their inner joy and happiness. If you want more energy, more self-love, more abundance, and better relationships, then tune in for your daily dose of motivational messages from me and my special guests. If you're ready to live life as your most authentic self and manifest faster and easier than ever before, then you've come to the right place. Thank you for joining. Let's dive in. Hello, beautiful beings. Welcome back to another live meditation. I am your guide, Katie J, and today the theme is stress management. Before we get into the meditation, I am going to talk a little bit about stress and stress management and really answer a few questions like, can you manage stress? And if not, how can you begin to manage stress? And this is a stressful time that we're in right now, but stress is something that exists in our lives all the time. So how can we learn how to manage it with grace and ease so that it stops affecting our energy and stops affecting our manifestations? So an example I like to give to kind of explain how stress works on the body is, let's say you're on a hike here in the Lake Tahoe area. And all of a sudden you turn a corner on the hike and there is a bear and her two cubs. Now that's probably one of the most terrifying things that you can encounter on the trail because mama bears are extremely aggressive, right? So what happens? Your body goes into automatically, by the way, goes into a state of stress. And that state of stress will result in one of three things. Either you fight that bear, good luck with that, Um, you flight, meaning you run for your life, (laughs) or you freeze and you just pretend not to exist. Um, Maybe you pretend like you're dead, something along those lines. So all of those things are automatic responses that our bodies, our primal bodies will slip into that automatically. And that is meant to keep you alive. It's meant to keep you thriving in this world. It's meant to keep you going on with your day. Except now, (laughs) in real life, instead of encountering a bear on the trail, you are encountering Rona, the Rona, (laughs) the news around Rona, the hype around Rona, the media around Rona, the fear around Rona, the conversations around Rona. It's just everything and only the only thing anyone can talk about right now. What's important to remember is that we can either get sucked into that group think, or we can say, you know what? 
I'm in control of my thoughts. I'm in control of my emotions because our thoughts can trigger that stress response, our thoughts alone. So even if you're not watching the news, even if you're not engaging in conversations that are unhelpful with people who are unhelpful, you might still have scarcity thoughts like, shit, is my money going to run out? (laughs) Or when is this all going to go back to normal? Or, you know, those damn people that are taking all the toilet paper, right? Like your thoughts will trigger your body to go into that state of stress. And that can look different for different people. In my Ayurveda class that I'm currently enrolled in for the year, I we talked a lot about how the different doshas manifest in different ways in the stress response. So some people might, if you're in the fight category, you might end up blaming people, blaming the government, blaming the hoarders, all those things, having a lot of anger, frustration, control issues. Maybe you're even attacking people. Like here in the Truckee area, there were riots and fights in the grocery store. I mean, those people are experiencing that fight response in this this stressful environment. Other people might be feeling the flight response, which is associated with fear, nervousness, anxiety, jumpiness and hyperactivity and wanting to escape the whole situation. So those are the type of people that I would probably sell my RV to because they just want to (laughs) escape the entire circumstance. And then there are people that are in their freeze mode, which is generally my go-to in the stress response. But I know that about myself and I can then change that. So Those people who kind of default to the freeze response end up kind of slipping into maybe a depression, sadness, longing for um, the past, for better times, withdrawal and melancholy feelings. So those are kind of how the stress response can manifest in your body and in your emotions. But one thing that's really important to remember is that when you're in the fight, flight or freeze response mode, your systems are compromised. And I'm not going to tell you guys these things to scare you. I'm telling you guys these things to remind you that worrying, that the stress, that the anxiety, the blame, the anger, all of that stuff, A, isn't going to change anything. And B, it is not serving anybody. It's not serving you. It's not serving society. And managing that stress is the way that we can come out of this stronger. Learning how to manage stress is a way that we can grow from this because there's the thought that's like, this is going to lead to economic collapse. All the utilities are going to be shut down. We're going to be stranded. We're going to be abandoned. We're going to have to steal from each other. And then there's the thought of, you know what? We get to stay at home. We get to tackle all the tasks that we've been putting off because of our busy lives. We get to spend more time with our families. We get to catch up with our kids. We get to actually meditate and reflect, right? And then when this is all said and done, we're going to come out stronger. We're going to come out loving each other more. We're going to come out more connected as a society. So what happens to your body when you are in stress, when you're in a stressful state? And remember, that stress can be triggered by thoughts alone. We have a very primal body that is designed to keep us alive in a time of a shifting environment or an uncertainty. But we have a very modern mind that can trigger that body to experience that stress again and again and again and again. 
So some conditions that will manifest in your body from ongoing stress. And I get that like this time is stressful, but like I mentioned before, there are a lot of people that live in a stressful environment all the time, all the time. You just exist in stress, whether it's because you're sitting in traffic on your way to work every day, experiencing road rage, or you have a boss who's always on your ass, or your kids are out of control, whatever it is, we all, like, no, we don't all, but a lot of people experience stress on a regular basis. So what does that do to your body? It causes hypertension, high blood pressure, headaches, insomnia, lower back pain, heart disease, stroke, and even cancer. Your immune system works best when you are relaxed. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to relax your immune system. We're going to relax your nervous system so that it can support your immune system. Because your your nervous system, which controls that fight, flight, freeze response, also not only controls your immune system, but it also controls your digestion, which slows down by the way, when you are stressed out and also leads to poor digestion, poor elimination. It also affects your liver function because now all of a sudden your liver has to work in overtime to clean up what your digestive system is not cleaning up. It leads to weight gain. Your body starts to work faster to convert sugars to fat to store for later because it's like, we don't need this right now. We got to store it for later. Right now we need to focus on staying alive, right? And more fat for those ladies, more fat leads to more estrogen, which leads to greater PMS symptoms. It's so crazy. We just talked about this in my Ayurveda course just yesterday. We were talking all about um, menstruation and reproductive systems and stress will put a strain on your reproductive system. It puts a strain on your libido. It puts a strain on your cycle and nobody has any time for that (laughs) right now. So it also puts a strain on your endocrine system. So stress impacts your entire body. And how are you going to show up for the world? How are you going to show up for your family? How are you going to show up for yourself if you're stressed the fuck out? You're not. You're not going to. So how can we manage our stress? What's the solution here? What is the, what do we want out of life when it comes to managing stress. So here's an unpopular opinion, right? Because a lot of people, you know, I've, I've worked in the natural food store and I worked in the supplements aisle with herbs and all those things, natural remedies and herbs are great, but herbs are not self-care. They are a medication to take away a symptom. And in some cases, once that symptom is taken away, then you can make rational, healthy choices for a lifestyle change, okay? Herbs are not a part of a lifestyle change. They are just to take away a symptom. The solution to managing stress is to change your lifestyle. In Ayurveda, we don't treat symptoms like we, they do in Western and allopathic medicine. In Ayurveda, we treat the cause So what is the cause of your stress? Is it the news? Is it your neighbor who can't stop talking about how their business is going under and they're doomed and this is doomsday and we're about to all have to, 
you know, go live in the woods and survive off of berries and nuts, <laughs> which to me sounds like a dream, but for some people, they don't like that idea. So here we want to treat the cause, right? So maybe it's the news. Maybe you need to limit yourself to 30 minutes a day of the news. Maybe you need to unfollow some people who are posting unhelpful posts and stories about the coronavirus. I had a friend who is in the healthcare industry and she's working overtime staffing nurses in New York. And she just had to sign off of Instagram altogether because she couldn't be checking in on people who were complaining about being at home. Do whatever you need to do to manage the cause of that stress. Sometimes the cause of that stress is your own thoughts. What do you do then? Can you run from your own thoughts? Yes. <laughs> you can I won't expect I don't expect you to run from your thoughts, but I do want to encourage you to process those thoughts. And yesterday's live meditation was all about processing fears. And the exact same process that I use for processing fears, processing anxiety, can be used for processing any thoughts related to scarcity, related to stress, doesn't matter. You can use the exact same process over and over again. I'll be posting that today. So maybe the cause of your stress is your boss, your boss who's just always on your back. Maybe that co- the cause of your stress is traffic. You know, maybe you're watching this and it, the coronavirus has already passed, right? Because it will. This too shall pass. Maybe now your stress is work deadlines, How can you treat the cause? And that's what we're talking about today at the end with the meditation. A few other things that you can use to help manage stress during this time and all times. Get your ass to bed by 10 p.m. Stop watching Netflix for all hours of the night. Stop being on your phone past 8, 9, whatever you think, because that will keep you up thinking about all the things you don't want to think about. Get your ass to bed by 10. Get eight hours of sleep. Drink a lot of water. I try to drink about three of these a day. Do you see how big these are? (laughs) For those of you listening to the podcast, this is, I don't know. I don't know how much this is. Maybe like 30, 32 ounces. So I drink three of these a day. You can even go Google, how much water should I be drinking? in a day. And you'll find a chart probably with weight and it will tell you how much water you should be drinking a day. It might shock you actually. You can balance your mind and your nervous system through practices like asana or yoga postures, which I'm going to be doing at 9 a.m. Pacific time with my friends at Bodhi Surf Yoga. They're offering live yoga every morning at 9 a.m. Pacific. Pranayama, which is breath work, or daily meditation. All three actually would be great. (laughs) That would be the best way to manage your mind and body during this time is to start a yoga practice. Now, this last tip is my favorite and one that um, we're going to, when I tell it to you, I'm then going to give you a practice for implementing it into your life. So isolate the stress. Isolate the stress. So when we are constantly thinking about the woes of the world and 
everything that's going wrong and how we might not have enough in the bank. And, you know, all these thoughts are constantly going into our mind and they're constantly triggering those stress hormones. They're constantly triggering our body into the fight, flight, freeze mode, into feeling like this is a really awful situation. Everybody's being laid off. Everybody's getting sick. Everybody's dying. But guess what, you guys? Nothing is really that different because people have always been laid off. People have always been getting sick and people have always died. Yeah, maybe numbers have gone up a little bit, but putting all your energy and your focus onto those things, it's not helping you and it's not helping the world. So how can we isolate the stress? So maybe you check in with the CDC once a day. You get the latest update. Okay, we might be in quarantine until the end of May. Okay, isolate that. Great. I learned that. Now I'm moving on with my day. Now I'm going to go practice yoga. Now I'm going to go catch up with my mom. And you isolate that and you say, that, whew, that's some big news. All right. Okay. <laughs> Take a deep breath and then move on move on with your day, move on to that cleaning project, move on to starting your website, move on to starting your blog, move on to that group chat with your friends, move on from that stressful stimulus. What you want to do, so we have that fight, flight, freeze mode, right? The opposite of that has a number of different names, the rest, the digest, the restore, the feed, And the breed, relaxation, your nervous system, literally controls how you digest food like we talked about and your sexual arousal, your libido. Nobody wants to get freaky with it when they're stressed out, right? So while you're quarantined, potentially with somebody, relax yourself so you can enjoy yourself, right? So how can we shift out of that, once you realize, okay, I'm having those thoughts, I'm having those really unhelpful thoughts about fear and anger and anxiety and depression, I'm having those thoughts right now. Katie told me that I was going to have those thoughts if I checked the news and if I got on Instagram, right? Now, how do you shift out of that? How do you shift out of that fear and that anxiety and that stress? That is what we're going to do right now. This is what you've been waiting for. I'm done talking. Well, I'm not done talking, but I'm done talking about stress management. Now we're actually going to get into the stress management. So Dr. Herbert Benson was the founder, is the founder of Harvard's Mind Body Medical Institute. And he has this four-step process for shifting out of the stress response and back into the rest digest, restore, feed, and breed state of being. The calm, the cool, and the collected. That's what we want. We want the collective to be shifting back into a relaxed state. Four-step process for shifting. The first step is to find a quiet environment. So if you're not already in a quiet environment, 
Maybe you come back to this. But for now, I've got a quiet environment, so I'm going to keep going. Number two, comfortable position. So maybe that's seated. Maybe that's laying down. You can just put the phone or your headphones right in your ears, get comfortable, lay down, put a pillow underneath your knees, find a comfortable position. And it's really important here that you're comfortable, that there's no muscular tension and that you're not contracting or holding in anything. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to guide you into a body scan. Step three is a passive attitude, meaning let it happen. Let me guide you. You don't need to evaluate whether or not you're doing it right. What will be, will be. There's no need to control the outcome. You just let go. And the last step in this four-step process is having a mental device, something to focus on, something to do with your mind. Naturally, thoughts are going to come up. Naturally, your mind's going to wander away. You might think, am I doing this right? I really don't like her voice. (laughs) Something along those lines. Evaluating yourself, evaluating the world, evaluating me. And that's okay. But when you realize that you're doing it, Simply let the thought go and come back to the practice. Come back to the mental device that I'm going to give you during this meditation. Okay? From head to toe, we're going to relax our body. So release and relax the space in your crown, the top of your head. Release and relax the space on your forehead, your temples. Release your jaw. Release the space in between your eyebrows. Relax your shoulders. Relax your arms, your hands, and your fingers. Releasing any and all tension that exists. Relax your back, your chest. Let go of your stomach. You don't need to hold it in. Release any tightness in your hips. Relax your thighs, knees, calves, feet, and toes. One final body scan, this time from the toes all the way up to our head, releasing any and all tension that exists from your lower body, scanning all the way up to your midsection, your chest, your neck, your head, releasing all that tension out of your crown, coming into a fully relaxed state 
no tension. Step three is a passive attitude. Know that you have nowhere to be right now. Nothing to do right now. No one to worry about or focus on. Except for you and your breath. Releasing any and all thoughts that aren't related to the present moment. Not worrying about the past or anxiety around the future. Just being right here, right now, in your body. Calming your nervous system. Nourishing your entire body. Strengthening your immunity, your digestion, your hormones, and your liver. Releasing all expectations or the need to control an outcome and just being present. Our mental device for this time is our breath. All you're going to do here is begin to inhale and exhale. Inhale. Exhale. Start to lengthen your breath. Inhale. Exhale. Inhale. Exhale. As you continue those inhales and exhales, I want you to add a word at the end of each breath cycle. That word is going to be peace. We're not counting the breath. We're just inhaling, exhaling, peace. Inhaling, exhaling, peace. 
I'm going to leave you to do that for two minutes. I'll watch the clock. Go ahead and begin. Calming your mind, calming your body, soothing your nervous system. Is that easy? By manipulating and controlling our breath. body, our mind, our energy field, and the collective. Know that you are supported. You are safe. You are worthy. You are loved. 
and you are limitless. Thank you so much to everyone who joined today. Know that you can come back to this practice anytime you need. All you need is a quiet environment, a comfortable position, a passive attitude, and a mental device, something to focus on. Thank you all so much for joining. Know that I'm here for you. Know that if you need anything, you need someone to talk to, just slide into my DMs. I'm here. Namaste. See you next time.